Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place to everything related to Amazon FBA and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, CEO of Ecomsi. Today we bring you another special guest. His name is Ruben Mattinson, and he's the CEO and founder of RGM Tax Exemption, which is an agency that helps you with everything related to sales tax and company registration. And actually, that's going to be our topic today. Our topic is going to be around company registration and everything that has to do with sales tax, specifically in the USA. Now, without any further delay, let me introduce you, Ruben. How are you doing today? Yeah, very good. Thanks, Vincenzo. Pleasure to be here. Um, I'm loving your setup in the background as well. I've <laughs> made more of an effort than just my, my panda. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. Great Thank to be you. here, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, we have been trying to invest more into the podcast, so that's why we, I guess people have seen the evolvement from having nothing on the wall. Now you see all this professional, like uh, soundproof and things like that. But I mean, it's everything around bringing the best uh, quality to the audience. So that's what we try to do. But anyway, uh, I want to first, of course, thank you for coming to the podcast. I know you have extensive experience on everything that has to do with company and tax registration in the USA. And of course, before we jump into that, which is going to be today's topic, I want you to give a, you some minutes so you can introduce yourself more in depth about who you are, how you got started into the e-commerce, and of course, how that brought you to, to open the agency related to sales uh, support to Amazon sellers. Yeah, sure. So um, I guess I, I personally started in the journey of e-commerce about three years ago, um, maybe just over that, um, doing my own store on Amazon, selling uh, you know various products. Um, and doing you know all of the usual courses cramming my head with as much info as i could um yeah. and through doing that process just realized how tricky it was to particularly to set up to sell on the us platform yeah. um and being a non-us client myself at the time as well being even trickier to do yeah. that so um i was in a lot of groups at the time Excuse no my uh, yeah, I was uh, in a lot of groups at the time and um, people started to reach out to me because they saw what I was doing and um, asking for help, really, and just realized there was a big need for, for help in that space of setting up, you know, jumping through the right hoops to be protected, to be looked after as a business. Yeah. Um, and just kind of quite quickly, really, at the time, went about building a really good team who could support people and do that. And kind of just grew from there and snowballed from there. So, um, you know, as, as you were saying, we really specialize now in sales tax compliance, sales tax exemption, company formation, and all that kind of stuff on any platform um, in, in the US space. Um, and yeah, worked with thousands of clients now all over the world. Uh, it's been a bit of a roller coaster the last three years. Yeah, That's great. I mean, thank you. Yeah, I think 
what you're doing is great because the, the reality is that everything gets so scared when when you speak about sales tax in the USA. As soon as you yeah. you mention you need to register in all the states and the compliance and everything, I think that's a great service to provide because I think that most of the people that want to sell in the USA, the number one barrier is always sales tax, sales yeah. tax and company yeah. registration. So I think that yeah, is is great, um, which is actually. It's going to bring me now to one of my first questions so we can jump right away into the topic, which is uh, what is usually the advice uh, you provide uh, for international people, which I, I would think is the most the majority when jumping to USA in terms of a company structure when it comes to a USA? What is usually your advice on that? Yeah, so um, typically what we would do is we would form um, a US LLC for a non-US client, um, typically in a state like Wyoming where there isn't any state tax, so they wouldn't pay any extra additional tax to the state. Uh, and we would form that the company is what's called a foreign-owned disregarded entity. It's a bit of a mouthful. Just yeah. <laughs> you, you shouldn't have to pay any tax to the US, but only in your, your country where you're based. Now, we go into loads of different complexities there because we're going into kind of touching on income tax more than sales tax there. And, and that's, um, you know, looking at tax treaties between different countries. So yeah. from country to country within Europe, each of them has a different tax treaty with the US. Like, and some are, you know, pay 5% tax to the US, this amount to your home country. But typically, um, if you set up properly, you won't be paying double taxation. You'll just be paying whatever tax is the cheapest, be it to either US or your home country. And as I say, we go about doing it through an LLC just because it's a total separate entity. You've got more presence in the US so you can have better connections with suppliers, um, easier registration with, with states when needed um, and relatively cheap to, to do as well. Maybe about $100 a year to keep the LLC going. Um, and yeah, it has a bit more protection for you as well instead of just being an individual. So the company, you know, takes more responsibility than just you yourself if you try to go about doing it as a sole trader. That's great. Yeah, I also like the fact that you touch on, on the cost because uh, I, I have the belief that a lot of people think that when you need to open a company in the USA is thousands and thousands of dollars. And I mm -hmm. think it's also, it comes from the misinformation. That's why we do this podcast because I think it's great to bring uh, the information to the community that is not really that complex. And, and there is people yeah. like you out there that, I mean, I. I reckon you can do this within a few weeks, right? The the whole registration for your clients, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, typically for like US clients, it's obviously a bit quicker. We can do it within about a week. For non-US clients at the moment, our turnover time is only really a couple of weeks to get that's the company great. formed, uh, to get their EIN number as well. So that's, that's you know, typically quicker than 90% of, of companies out there who would do the same service. That's great. Good. So um, when it comes to a criteria in terms of uh, international people that wants to open their company in the USA, um, is there any specific kind of documentation you uh, you would advise people before approaching to you that they should have in hand to make the process as smooth as possible? Uh, typically, it's, it's fairly basic for information, um, which is good. Obviously, always good news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, people might think they need a... Uh, a ton of info they yeah done. that's why yeah. um I, I guess what speeds up the process a little bit um on occasion for 
getting an EIN number as a non-international is having a passport. Um, scan of your passport. You don't need that, but it can speed it up a little bit. But besides that, it's just knowing really what business name you want your name to be under, what owners you want to be under the business and the percentage um, of ownership for each of those people. Um, but besides that, you don't really need a, a great deal of information. That's great. Good. Um, now, when it comes to, of course, registering the company, I also understand that most of the time it's advised to also step into what we call the sales tax registration, right? Which mm -hmm. I think is the next section I want to start touching on. When it comes to sales uh, registration, um, the first question that, of course, comes to my mind, I bet a lot of people have that question as well, is is there any minimum threshold that people um, should keep in mind before doing this registration? Or do you advise to do the registration as soon as you have the company registered in the USA? Yeah, so <clears throat> Nexus laws are quite complicated because they vary from, from state to state. Uh, yeah. And they can be triggered according to different things. So like Nexus in a state just means you need to register to that state. Yeah. Um, and that can be triggered by a volume of sales in, in dollars, or it could be triggered by just a volume in units that you sell. Or it can actually just be triggered due to your presence in that state um, or where your products are stored. Now, that last one, which I mentioned, product storage, is probably the biggest one which triggers yeah. things for FBA sellers in particular yeah. on Amazon. Um, so actually as an FBA seller from, from day one, you're covered quite well by Amazon because they remit, um, and give the sales tax back for the majority of the States, but there's just a few kind of exceptions at the moment of, yes. of um, you not being covered. One of them, for example, is the state of Missouri isn't being yeah. remitted. And this is from the time of this recording, obviously this could change. <laughs> yeah, can change of course. It, it's an ever changing environment. But yeah. um, at the moment, Missouri isn't collected and remitted for. So if you're an FBA seller and you store products in warehouses in, in Missouri, because there are FBA warehouses on their soil, that gives you nexus with that state. So you need to register um, straight away, no, no matter how many you know sales yeah. you're making and the volumes of sales that you're doing. So that's just one small example of that. Um, and then there's a few other kind of catches as well like california for example as a state they legally require you to have what's called a reseller's permit so if you sell to anyone in california which i imagine you would do as such a massive state in the u.s selling there yes. and you need to also register there from day one as well so that's not kind of volume or, or sales dependent so there's little kind of things like that which people can quite easily miss and then not be yeah. as a business and um that's i guess where where we come in to help yeah. under the magic <laughs> Good, good. So that means um, when somebody wants to jump into USA, will you advise the best strategy is to try to register with all those states that are not covered by Amazon? Or is better to uh, start selling on Amazon and then see how sales start performing, where Amazon move your inventory around, and then do, do the registration? Because the question here comes that the more states, I guess, you do, that more expensive and more paperwork is going to get involved, right? So what is usually the strategy around that when it comes to, to people? Yeah, so to be honest, um, besides Missouri and California um, and then their business state where their state is actually formed, um, there isn't any additional registrations which would be needed for Amazon. So um, it's not overly complicated. It's not overly expensive. 
So what we tend to do is we do that as, as soon as people register and set up so they're protected and, and registered from, from day one. So it won't be the case that if their volume and sales shoots up, they then need to register to other states because Amazon actually cover that. Um, yeah. So excuse me again from no, working no. during COVID <laughs> That's time. totally fine. <laughs> uh, so basically, um, yeah, it's not, it's not that complicated. So we would recommend from day one, get those estates done. I mentioned the business state there, but I briefly touched on. That's more if um, they've got US suppliers, suppliers in the US, um, yeah. and they want to kind of give a, a resale permit and certificate to that wholesaler to prove that um, ultimately they can buy and resell products and don't need to pay any sales tax to that supplier. So yeah. that's now touching on the exemption a little bit. But um, yeah, I, I would say get, get yourself covered ASAP. That's great. Good. Um, and I like the fact that you mentioned that Amazon is already doing the majority of the sales collection in all the marketplaces. So um, the question now com comes to when somebody used a service like yours, right? Um, all the documentation I guess you guys use is already within the Amazon account of the client. And what you guys do is taking all those reports and they do the consolidation and, and the reporting on their behalf, right? That's usually how it works. Yeah, so we would just get user permission um, just for the sales reports, part of their account only. And then we would pull that info, put that through our software, and then we would do calculations and remittances just for those states. And because the good thing is typically they're only going to be registered as a, an FBA seller in particular with California, Missouri, and then maybe their business state as well, depending on the supplier. It's not a, a big cost really for us to do that bookkeeping because fortunately we're not having to do it across you know 50 states, which would be yeah. a bit crazy which were the earlier days i mean fba sellers right now don't know how good they've got it in comparison <laughs> to when they started and uh, it was an absolute minefield um yeah. but yeah because of that it, it makes it quite straightforward and, and and you know simple for us to do that for them that's great um now i know a lot of people eh, that do amazon they also have their own website right let's say shopify so i know things can get very messy if then let's say you have your inventory in Amazon and you use the fulfillment channel only on Amazon to fulfill, let's say your sales on all different states because you get those sales through your website. So I guess if that starts to happen, right, you then need to, of course, register for each single state that you, you make the sales through your website. Is that correct? Yeah, it gets a lot trickier um, at that point because um, it's all then now yeah. about the thresholds that you cross um, and also the the warehouses where your products are stored but typically you'll you'll look at having to register once um you know you cross maybe 200 units of sales in one state hundred thousand dollars of units in in the other so again i i guess our service becomes even more valuable in that sense yeah for point sure. because we would go in we'd do the data crunching and then we'd work out when thresholds were crossed and then we would register states accordingly so that's you know when you were mentioning do people have to do it all from day one yeah. well as a shopify seller no you would just do it as your volumes increase and typically if your volumes are increasing you're doing well as a business so you'd be quite happy to probably pay a, a small extra fee to register to those states to look after your business um but yeah shopify is a, a much more of a minefield <laughs> a complex one kind of navigate um, there's other platforms as well, obviously, in the States, like Walmart that people sell on and even Facebook Marketplace. And 
they actually cover the states like Amazon as well. It is just Shopify and people's personal websites where it's uh, a lot trickier. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's why I wanted to make that question because I know a lot of people nowadays want to diversify and most people nowadays have a Shopify website. So I bet that when you start yeah. getting those threshold, uh, I mean, you go over those limits on all the states, it can become <laughs> a nightmare to control efficiently, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> for sure. Good. Um, so now I want to start jumping into kind of advices that you could give to people when it comes to um, maybe a tax sales tax efficiency or company registration. Do you have some maybe tips that you could give to people or at least things to consider um, to avoid when doing the registration that can make things easier for them? Yeah, so starting from the company side of things, as I touched on earlier, I think making sure you don't register with a state where you're also liable to pay state tax is mm, quite an important thing to look at. Um, because, you know, for example, if you register in California, you could be looking at yeah, 10% extra tax to just to pay to that state, even yeah. if you're not even based in the US. So that's a good one to avoid. Hence why I mentioned Wyoming. I think also like the registration fees for the state, um, you know, LLC as well, because some states like Nevada, possibly or others will charge you up to $500, $600 a year to form to yeah. a company whereas others are a lot cheaper. So I would say looking at that, um, I guess um, some people would, would kind of argue that some states uh, have better protection than others, like legally. Um, if you register with the likes of Wyoming, they're very common and, and well-versed with e-commerce sellers and the structure of their businesses. So you'll be pretty well protected. Um, so that's from the company side of things. From... Again, the state registration, um, it's more just about your peace of mind and your business being protected and um, and and looking at your scenario on a client by client basis, depending on which marketplace you sell on um, and the volume that you do, it, the situation will be different for everybody. But obviously, we can only advise for you just to be protected yeah. as much as you can and as, as soon as possible, because, you know, the worst case scenarios we've seen play out where people have, you know, had these huge sales tax bills coming through the post from states, yeah. you know, twenty, yeah. fifty thousand dollars <laughs> even. Uh, yeah. and no one wants that to happen. So yeah. Yeah. Look for after sure. yourself. <laughs> good, good. So yeah, I mean I think I think today we have covered quite a bit. Very good questions. I think the, the last question would be do you think there's something uh, related to company registration or sales tax that we haven't touched that you would like to cover or you think we have covered like the, the most important bit for your audience, just to conclude. Yeah, I think we've covered the majority of it really. Um, I would say the the only other kind of slight holdback for non-US clients we didn't touch on is maybe having like a bank account um, yes. to be able to plug That's that right. into an Amazon account to be paid by or to maybe even buy from suppliers because if you don't have a US account, then you get paid, you know, a foreign transaction fee to be yeah. paid by Amazon or even to buy from suppliers. So um, ultimately, we we help people do that as well, non-US clients to get US bank accounts. And there's That's good. different ways around that. But also having a US company registered and an EIN registered is the starting point for you to be able to get a bank Native account. Bank account. That's, that's another advantage of, of doing that in the first place as well. 
That's great. And, and when it comes to opening these bank accounts for people overseas, is it usually a process that takes a, a long time or, or I guess it depends on some of the nationality or things like that, right? Usually. Yeah. Yeah. It can take a while. I mean, we, we have an affiliate, you know, partnership with a, a bank That's that we go to, to, to help people get That's great. So when we do it, we typically would get one turned over within maybe two to four weeks. Um, Good. Which again is is pretty quick um, yeah, it's good, it's good. Things. um but yeah you, you depending on the bank that you go to the connections you have you can have a bit of a nightmare with it and yeah they're yeah. very picky i know so that's why yeah yeah <laughs> months to get through so um yeah it, it varies good so well i think that that's that's a great uh, last question to conclude today's episode i mean first of all of course i want to thank you for coming i'm dropping all this knowledge i know a lot of people is gonna feel more relieved when it comes to jumping to usa especially people from europe they're always scared like, oh, that when they hear sales tax and all that they, they, they don't want to jump into the usa but i mean that's why we have people like you that of course is gonna help with that process now when it comes to uh, people getting in touch with you can, can you briefly touch on maybe your social media your web website and where people can get in touch if they want uh, to receive the service from you yeah sure so our main website is um www.rjmtaxexemption.com <clears throat> so that's our kind of main base um we have a presence on facebook on instagram on linkedin as well um so people can reach out there um <clears throat> obviously because of our partnership though um we're gonna leave some links below um uh, I sure. believe. and that's correct uh, yeah that'll be a specific calendly booking links if you want to book in for a free consultation with me or the team or you want to contact us through email there'll be specific emails um with our partnership um with e-commerce and if you go through those links we will give you a 10 percent discount on all of our services and our monthly services for life as well that's so you can go through that way and obviously the consultation will be free but feel free to kind of sniff us out we're on trust pilot as well we've got a five-star trust pilot review um i think we're up to i don't know maybe 110 120 reviews now um all five-star reviews so far that's I'm perfect sure <laughs> i get a five-star review but, uh, quickly check it out now while it looks perfect um and yeah if if you need anything just reach out well Ruben, thank you very much i appreciate it once again and definitely see you on the next one okay have a Pleasure. nice one bye bye thanks for listening to the e-commerce lab by ecomc be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode while you are at it we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on apple podcasts spotify or wherever you listen that will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.